Who's buying a HomePod? Uh, not me. Pro- probably not me either to Ooh. start anyway. Oh, I mean, yeah, it's I know. like 638 pounds for a pair of speakers and they don't even work together anymore. <laughs> so, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't buy two. Let's be clear. I, I, yeah. I think buying more right. than one right now is silly. Especially given that, like, as you said, the stereo feature doesn't work. The multi-room audio doesn't work. AirPlay 2 doesn't work. What does this thing do? <laughs> I know. I, I, I'm trying to figure that out. Exactly. What does it do that I want? And then the other thing is that there's no clear answer on how it would handle, like, multi-user stuff. Yeah. Because the, the, there's some stuff I just saw um, in one of the... Um, uh, one of the pages that Apple has put up, and it does say that, you know, once it's set up, you can leave the house and somebody else in the house can still use it. So it's <laughs> do, not, do you well, have that to leave, Do you have to leave the house? It's like, all right, uh, I got to step outside. <laughs> yeah, only so the one other person, person can... <laughs> can be in the house at a time to use it. <laughs> that that is that, not the least Apple thing I've ever heard. <laughs> more people will be added in a future. Uh, more people will oh, be added God. to my house in a future update? This is very confusing. <laughs> well, that's yeah. right. Johnny Ive will come round. <laughs> Everybody gets their own Johnny Ive who will communicate with your HomePod for you as sort of an intermediary. Oh. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know about these things. Uh, I was never really the market for them, I think. Uh, I'm not an audiophile and I just look at it and I just see the price and I think, you know, I, I can't justify one, let alone two. And, you know, I, I trashed my hearing. I'm not an audiophile. It's the standard <laughs> audiophile thing that people who are young enough to actually hear any difference usually can't afford the product. Can't afford the products. Yeah. Right. So, Interesting. That's a good point. Um, I mean, the, the on the other hand, the iPod Hi-Fi was the same price, and it was as dumb as a brick. So, and people bought yeah. those. We've come a long way. I spent a lot of money on a stereo system when I was in high school. Um, I don't remember how much, but it was it was hundreds of dollars in you know <laughs> a long time ago. So, <laughs> it was definitely more than this thing is. Um, but I already have a Sonos, and and like I mean, I think I really think that my concern is the multi-person stuff because. I just, you know, like my kids playing the stuff that he listens to or my wife's playing the stuff that she listens to. Is that stuff added into my recommendations? If my account is what's signed in, you know, if it's my Apple account that's signed in, my Apple Music account that's signed in, does all that stuff just go into like, oh, you you played and liked this song? I'm like, ah, the hell I did. <laughs> yeah, that is an interesting point. I mean, I hadn't even given that as much thought. Um it's it's a weird you're right it's totally weird in that way because this is a device that's going to be sitting out and anybody has access to it. it's not like you know if you tell your iphone to start playing something siri at least is like it's iphone is a personal device and siri they've now right. like, gotten the point where it's like siri knows it's you right like not not that anybody else can talk to your device but like it, it's coded to to re- only respond to you that doesn't necessarily work i mean other you know, at least the Google Home does, like, identify you by voice. Like, you can train it to basically recognize more than one person, mm-hmm. and it will give you specific information. Like, if you ask what's on my calendar, it knows who you are and, like, feeds back information about your calendar. Uh, Apple Apple is really 
it's interesting like aside from maybe the apple tv and and obviously the legacy stuff with the Macs, like apple has been on a pretty strict like one person per device like ethos yeah. for a long time yeah. yeah, and they haven't really said very much about the, the HomePod at all. I mean, there's so right. many details. Like, it's um, pre-orders go up this Friday, I think it is, and yep. it ships yeah. on the 9th. And it's still, there's huge holes in how it's how it's supposed to work. And there's some stuff, like, I saw that, you know, anybody uh, in the room can use it as a um, hands-free kind of calling thing. Mm. So... I don't know. I mean, it's like the the Apple TV. You can invite people, right? Like to join the HomeKit stuff, and I assume it's going to be something similar. And same thing with uh, Apple TV. If you want to like AirPlay something to it, you can set up like a passcode that the like that that person gets, right? Like, so if your friends come over and like, oh, I saw this video, and you're like, put it up on the Apple TV. They like, there's some sort of layer that that prevents just anybody from driving by and being like, oh. Let me airplay stuff to your Apple right, TV. Right, right. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't let my friends play music. Um, <laughs> they have terrible, terrible taste. Well, they're going to come over and just start flooding your HomePod with all of their terrible taste in music. That's my concern. Well, and so yeah. I, I was mentioning, like, as as someone who doesn't have an Apple Music subscription, but does have iTunes Match and iCloud Music Library, right? Like, so all my music is in the cloud, but. Does the how much of this requires an Apple Music subscription? Apple Music. Like, well, yeah. It says people who have an Apple Music subscription can use their iTunes library music. Right. And if I don't, can I not? No, because because you're not giving recurring money. Well, you're giving some recurring <laughs> money, but not enough. Well, that will be <laughs> Dan's, Dan's definitely giving recurring money to Apple. Well, yeah. yeah I, I mean, think, <laughs> we not the way they want it. Sense. <laughs> yeah, right, right. But that, um, that's a that's an issue because you know for me right now I subscribe to Amazon Music because I have the Echoes and the Sonos stuff around the house, uh, and I, I certainly I'm certainly not going to pay for two music services. I say this no. now and then later on you'll <laughs> yeah, find right. I'm, I'm dumb and I and I have done this. <laughs> but if I can't at least play my music, this seems yeah I I don't know like I want to believe that they did a nice job with this, but. Certainly, the stuff I'm seeing about the first iteration makes me very skeptical that this is going to compete well against the entrenched stuff from Echo, uh, from Amazon and Google. Well, I think oh, I, certainly, I don't think it's going to compete well uh, in terms of volume. There's no way. I mean, because the thing is, you know, the thing is like three hundred dollars more than more than three hundred dollars more sure. than the cheapest. And, but even just on capability too. Like if if you're going to do a shootout, right, yeah. like side by side, yeah, I, Cer- certainly not day one. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah I think like that's it. the thing. It's the the software just seems like it wasn't ready, and that's presumably why it delayed. However many months it's delayed already. Um, yeah. And now to come out and say, oh, and we're not going to have this stuff ready well, yet. All of that stuff seems to be related to AirPlay, like essentially right. AirPlay 2, which was, I believe, supposed to ship as part of iOS 11 at one point. Yeah, along least, with iMessage and iCloud and, and a yeah, bunch they, of other stuff. It seems like either they're just like, this was way harder than they thought, which I think is probably true. Uh, or they're just really bad at implementing it. <laughs> it's one well, of those. Maybe, maybe maybe somebody like about you know a year into development said, you know, what if there's more than one person in the house and everyone in that <laughs> room was went, just like, what <laughs> is literally everybody at Apple single? <laughs> well, that is their goal. Uh, I mean, in terms of engineers, oh, certainly they have oh, to. Yeah. They should start their own like dating service, basically, like just to like you know what we've realized this is a problem, so we're, we've made it our mission to like. 
make sure all of our people find you know not even just a part like a life partner but like like friends like they should set up like <laughs> yeah but you should read the small print because oh your kids have to work for apple in the mm, future mm. it's you know it's just part of the deal <laughs> that's it yeah you got to catch the they get in the small print um yeah. and they're not uh selling this to canadians for some reason yeah well i mean well, would you, you we know what they did yeah come on i yeah. mean i i I, was, I assume that's guy english's fault somehow <laughs> guy and renee basically. guy and renee have, have basically caused enough trouble clearly that canada is off the list yeah, uh, yeah but, they, but they usually have they usually have some licensing problems in canada i assume it's a licensing or a regulation thing of some variety yeah, okay. um right yeah i mean uh, it's you it's know what shipping it, in the uk and australia as well as the us on well it also is only in english so it makes me wonder if it needed to be in english and french in order like if Siri uh, needed to yes, work in English and French, that's my guess. Although it says it's shipping in France, but does that mean you're only going to be able to? Use, I think they said you're only going to be able to use it in English in France. That's not going to go over I well. I think they would be sued into oblivion by the French government <laughs> if they tried something like that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I th- th- there's a lot of weirdness about this. I mean, I I'm still considering buying one just for the purpose of sort of research and and writing about it because yeah. I think it's going to be. It's an interesting product. It may be one of those things that ends up being, you know, the rare Apple total flop. Um, I, right. I don't think, I think it's too early to say, but like certainly this first iteration, you know, this seems even weaker in many ways than the first iteration of the Apple Watch where there were plenty of complaints to be had. And the Apple Watch has gotten steadily better. Yeah. And the Apple Watch well, shipped yeah. with too many features. Right. And this seems to be shipping the other way. Mm-hmm. I mean, probably, it's probably true. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I'm I'm somewhat. I mean, it's, it's possible that it'll be it'll be surprising. You know, I, I think if it gets software updates for a long time, I think you know the hardware looks really good, right? Um, yeah. But the question is, yeah, how much it gets supported well, in the future? Yeah, because so, if it gets like an Apple TV kind of, yeah, you know, yeah, attention to detail, yeah, yes, yeah, because the audio, like you said, the audio hardware is really good. <laughs> the stuff that's in there, I mean, there's a whole A8 chip in there right so like there's mm. a lot of power to be had to take advantage of uh it's just a question of whether or not the software is being deployed to use that and i mean and whether or not they can deliver the software in a timely <laughs> and reasonable manner because well, if they, yeah if they stop adding platforms every year you know <laughs> maybe they'll have enough engineers to actually write all this stuff <laughs> Yeah, this is one that where I'm just really not convinced that they should have done it. I mean, I'm not. It's like they seem to be having a fun time enough with the with the watch. I'm not hundred, you know, like I wasn't hundred percent convinced that they needed to do the watch either, particularly. But um, they they themselves seem to enjoy it. Um, so that's fine. This thing, however, it doesn't seem. I, I mean, a lot of this, a lot of this market is a race to the bottom because Amazon is just like pumping these things out, basically, you know, practically a cost. And do you, they obviously don't want to be in that game, so they're not going to, you know, they're they're trying to position it on the high end, and they're not going to sell. They're not going to sell that many. <laughs> They're just, I just don't think they're going to sell that. I, I think it's, I mean, literally some of it is probably the likes of Johnny Ive just doesn't want the competitors' products, you know, there and thinks, well, we can do this a hundred times better. So, the answer is, know, yeah, we, but the Apple ethos also means we're also going to charge through the nose for it and we're not going to compete on price. So, yeah, you yeah. can do it better, but if people aren't interested in better, they're just interested in cheaper, then you've got a losing proposition. Yeah, I mean, 
the but the iPhone, you know, like the the iPhone 10 or whatever is selling selling tons because or uh, is people it? like well, yes, well that's, that's another <laughs> another thing to discuss and it's going to be cancelled. Um but oh, yeah. Yeah. I I don't think, you know, ruling it out on price uh but you know, I just look at it and in terms of what you get for your price, I mean, for my, you know, $1,000, I can have an iPhone 10 or for, you know, I could have three of these speakers. Right. Yeah. I, I don't, <laughs> I mean, I, I started looking at today and then I started thinking again, as we've discussed in recent weeks about whether I should replace like one of my echoes with a, the Sonos one thing. That's the, uh, the Sonos echo speaker version, because I was like, well, yeah, I mean the the multi room audio works and it works well. <laughs> like, and I just like the voice control of it. The biggest thing for me is I just don't. Uh, I could use one more speaker and that would basically blanket my house more or less. Uh, the, the other thing is if they opened up the the home pods to other third party music, right? Then yeah, that's, which I can't see Apple ever doing. Yeah, that's a but, problem. But that's you know if it's your only choice. Yeah, I mean, so then you've narrowed your subscriber pool, right? Because you're, now you're just talking about people who are Apple Music subscribers and want to spend the extra money and care about sound. Because you can get Apple Music on your Sonos, right? And are single. Right? Like, and are single, yeah. right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's actually probably not, still a big chunk of best. people working at Apple. It's not the best. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I think, I think it, a fully integrated system would be way better than what's on well, the you Sonos can't use, Apple Music. Like, for example, on my Echo, I can use... Like, I can tell the Sonos to play some music from Amazon Music, and it will go find right. that music and play it. And, like, yeah, maybe it's not, like, an intelligent DJ like like Siri on the HomePod, but you know what? I don't mostly want an intelligent DJ. I just want it to do the thing I told it to do. Which is play yeah. the Star Wars soundtracks over and over. And loop. that's it. <laughs> I mean, that's, like, three days' worth of music at this point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, this is it's gonna be weird. I, I'm interested to get one just to see if it's it's like if the stuff that they're touting is as good as they say, and then just to see what the rest of it this is like. Uh, so but, can you can you deduct that against taxes if you're writing about it? Absolutely. Good. Oh yeah, that's why I do it. <laughs> right. <laughs> it still isn't free. That explains the first echo. But does it explain all the others? Uh, the, I like I like it. I like the echo. That's you got to you got to test the multi room. Yeah, no, <laughs> it doesn't work. Yeah, the second the second HomePod is not happening. Uh, that would have to be. Yeah, that would have to be uh, pretty impressive. But also, where does it go? I haven't figured out where to put the HomePod in my in my somewhat meager sized apartment. It has to be in the exact center of your main room, <laughs> just as a focus point for everyone to look at. It would be nice if I could at least then put some flowers in it or something. Like, if you're going to go with a vase shape, like, come on. Well, I'm, all sh- I'm sure there's some secondhand Mac Pros that you can do that with. <laughs> I was going to say, there's going to be a burgeoning third-party market for HomePod accessories. Like, oh, yes, here's a flower vase to go with your HomePod. Yes, because pouring water into the HomePod <laughs> makes perfect sense. Oh, my God. <laughs> One of the things that I wanted it for was to do um, sound out from my tel- uh, from my Apple TV. Yeah, um, right. Go that, and don't hold your breath. And work. since it doesn't, it's not. It's not shipping with AirPlay two. But it's shipping with AirPlay one. It is shipping with AirPlay one. But I'm not Apple a big TV? fan of AirPlay one. <laughs> so, well, now you're just complaining. Yeah, <laughs> AirPlay <laughs> that's one. Why, that's why I have a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can all. Well, I don't know about James, but I would certainly agree that AirPlay one is, for the most part, a big pile of shit. <laughs> 
Uh, I don't have a very. I've not had a great experience with it. Neither, neither have I. Um, it's fine for some things, but I, I have been a little skeptical about its usage, especially in third-party integrate like integration. Um, which is why I'd been so hopeful, as we talked about last week, with the AirPlay two integration in Sonos. But if Apple can't even get their AirPlay two integration working, I'm not really holding my breath for a third party to get it working. <laughs> so, can you use the HomePod as a Bluetooth speaker at all? Or is it just- they don't say it has Bluetooth 5.0, but there's no mention of whether or not. I'm going to guess no. That just seems a bit meme. Yeah. It I mean, also seems quintessentially <laughs> Apple. Yes. Yeah. Much in the same way that all their product photos don't have power cables. Right, right. Well, one of them did. Um, somebody pointed out at some point that one of the, I think it was on the first version of the HomePod um, product site. There was actually a power cable, and now I'm looking at it, and now they've gotten rid of it, which is hilarious. <laughs> so I guess it yeah. doesn't need power anymore. <laughs> cool. It just draws the power from the people in the room. No, it doesn't need power because it doesn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. It's it's the ultimate Apple uh, product. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't do anything. It's no more buttons. of a concept. Yeah, no buttons, yeah. no plugs, no ports. No functionality. No functionality. Oh, we're uh, bagging hard this week, huh? Yeah, really. Yeah, I've got my little UE Boom 2 speaker, and, you know, it's not a smart speaker, but I'm quite happy with that. Um, and it's waterproof, and it doesn't require a power cable plugged in. I mean, I'm using a Bluetooth speaker that I think Lex gave me. It was like an old review unit that he had, and, like, it's a, I want to say it's like a bridge, uh, whatchamacallit, what's that? Brookstone. Brookstone speaker. Oh, jeez, Brookstone, yeah. I mean... It's a great speaker. It is not yeah. complicated, but it's very loud. It's portable. It's rechargeable. The only gripe I have on its uh, rechargeable thing is it uses the less common of the two USB, smaller smaller USB plugs, the mini plug. Yes. Oh, That's yeah. my one gripe about it because it's old. Like, But I've had it for like, gosh, six or seven years now probably, and it still works great. Like I still yeah. take it. I travel yeah. with it sometimes. Like perfectly functional. Yeah. I got I got a Skosh um, boom bottle thing. Um, I think it's called at, at uh, MacWorld. So you know, <laughs> you know it's been a few. Showing you know it's age. been a few years. Um, but yeah, but like that, like the James is saying, it's like it's waterproof, so you could put it, put it, or at least it's water resistant. You could have it in the shower. I mean, you can take it mm-hmm. outside. You can do whatever you want with it. And that's so the only times I ever need like a like a little speaker that's perfectly good, and I've had it for years. And then then they have the Sonos, and that's but mostly. Frankly, mostly these days, we all the th- three of us in this house have um, you know, some sort of Bluetooth head headphones, and we're all like walking around listening to our own things. <laughs> all right, so you're all zombies. It's cool. We're all in our own little worlds. <laughs> we're into our black mirror dystopian exactly. future. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I- I'm sure somebody's going to do a travel base for the HomePod, so oh, you can probably. take it outside. Uh, <laughs> it will be the same size as another HomePod. I look, I look forward to the first person to bring their HomePod into a coffee shop. <laughs> I, look, I don't like your music, so I'm just going to play mine. I, I, look, I look forward to being the, the first person to punch somebody to bring their, their HomePod yeah, right, into right. music. Uh, um, all right, let's take a quick break so that Lax can tell us a little bit about this week's sponsor. Hey, if I could interrupt the podcast for just a second, I'd like to remind you 
about a podcast. The Art of Charm is an iTunes Top 50 podcast that is packed with wisdom in the truest sense of the word. From how to become more productive and professional to how to read body language, network, and negotiate, the show basically covers everything that will help you become a high performer at home and at work. And with an armory of powerful weapons like influence and persuasion, it brings together interesting people like Shaq, Russell Brand, Larry King, Neil Tyson, and Bill Nye to discuss relationships, attraction, life hacking, and success. The Art of Charm is highly addictive, like my personality, and strives to be fun and educational at the same time. It's not stuffy college professor textbook stuff. Personal growth shouldn't be so boring all the time. This isn't pop psychology and superficial advice. It's a show that offers meaningful, fun, life-changing insights with a practical edge that you can apply right out of the box. You deserve an extraordinary life. Go to theartofcharm.com slash podcast or search for The Art of Charm on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts and start taking your life to the next level. I really enjoy this show, and I think you will as well. Thanks, Lex. Sorry you couldn't be here. I know. Uh, <laughs> Are we? <laughs> uh, yeah, so the other two things that I, I came across this week besides, the obviously, the HomePod, which, you know, is sort of in, in the news as we were recording this. Um, so we did briefly mention that uh, crazy-ass report that got turned into... Uh, yes. Actually, the report itself is fine. It's the right. interpretation by the media. To the report. And I read this Newsweek article, uh, which is titled, I don't know, something about like Apple's going to cancel the iPhone 10. And I, I was reading it before Gruber linked to it later in the day. And I was like, this is this is a terrible article. Like, <laughs> it's not based on anything. It's got an over, overly like, you know, crazy headline. And it doesn't make any sense. And so the thrust of this essentially, you know, coming from this analyst report where it's like, they're just they're basically not going to keep the iPhone 10 around next year as a lower cost model is the, what they're suggesting whether or not that's true we don't know but that's based on you know these analysts watching their supply lines and, and stuff like that it's not unprecedented as Gruber pointed out um you know they've done this before they've like rolled off the the 5 I think um when they replaced it with the 5s and the 5c uh so it's not unheard of but it also kind of makes sense to me, right? Like, because if you keep last year's like cutting edge phone around as like a low cost model, it's yeah. kind of against the point of the phone. If the whole point right. was it's cutting edge, yeah, yeah. I it's, mean, they're, they're probably going to have you know a range of uh, different sized versions with updated internals, and then you know iPhone eights or whatever is the low end. It just or Seems nine? Do we finally see or an iPhone nine, nine or whatever it is? But but the whole thing about you know nine. Apple is going to cancel it. But, but you know it, it was just a stupid clickbaity headline. It's just a fundamental misreading, I think, of not only what that article said, but of understanding kind of the technology. Way Apple does, yeah, technology well, and the way I, Apple does business. I think it's a deliberate. <laughs> well, okay, deliberate to, misreading to that guy's. I mean, I feel like you give him too much credit, but to that guy's, uh, you know, defense writers very rarely write headlines so that may not be entirely his thing but his article was not much better so are you talking about the bloomberg one or the uh, forbes one uh the newsweek one i don't oh, oh, oh right newsweek yeah, not the bloomberg, forbes yeah. one that's that's yeah. isn't that the forbes contributor network yes that's the one guy <laughs> oh, i hate that guy so much I, every time <laughs> i see an article like i'll read like i have like a google news apple section right and like yeah i skim it to see what the headlines are and anytime I see anything from Forbes, I don't even have to like yeah. 
look at the byline. Anytime, anytime Apple like either drops something or something sunsets or whatever, he like has a loud headline about them canceling it. It's not just canceling. It's, he always takes like these crazy extreme clickbaity views that make yes. zero sense. Like, oh, yeah. here's the new update. Here's the critical bug it introduces. I'm like, I have not yes. heard about this anywhere else. Oh, right. God, <laughs> I don't want to click through. It. I don't want to click through. Uh, I click through just to read the first part. You got me, yeah. son of a bitch. <laughs> Welcome to my world. <laughs> Your world sucks, John. I'd like to leave. Yeah. Tell me about it. Um, so yeah, don't don't freak out about that. I think that I think the idea that there will be a new top level iPhone makes a lot of sense to me. Um, you think it'll have a thumbprint, uh, a fingerprint? Mm, no, I don't, I don't think, think so. so. I don't think so. Yeah. I think all Face they need ID to do is... is the one thing that annoys me so much about the iPhone 10 is. I like pick it up and I haven't quite got it to my face because I'm tired and it's the morning and it's tried to scan me and it's failed because it's pointing in the wrong direction. And I just want to tap that little lock so it will re-scan my face rather than have to lock it and unlock it, which I do almost every morning. Yep. Yep. Sometimes you can like flick it up from the bottom, but that only works in some scenarios and I'm not clear (laughs) on why. Do you get it saying, oh, you need to put in your password because your phone's restarted? And it's lying because it hasn't restarted. Unless no, these I haven't are... seen that. I get that like every kind of three, four days. Interesting. I, I No, I haven't run into that. Although I'm trying to think how often do I actually have to put in my passcode? Eh, not super often. It's gotten a lot better for me. And either it's learned, you know, my face or I've started to adapt to it. But Either way. I, I've probably confused it because it thinks my face looks like half of my wall of my bedroom. I <laughs> think <laughs> uh, what it should, what it should, you know how, how retina scans uh, map the like the veins in your eyes. I think it should uh, it should map the veins inside your nose. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say it should nasal work. scan. It, it will now it'll now unlock based on my representation in a classic piece of art, <laughs> as decoded by Google's <laughs> stupid app. <laughs> Which is not available in the UK. The it's, app is, it's, but that feature isn't. James, it's not worth it. Don't worry about it's it. It's not worth it. Well, it's a I, dumb I thing. I don't care, but it's everybody a, yeah. on the internet was talking about it, so I was like, fine, I'll look at your stupid app, and then I can even <laughs> find the section. And then I saw uh, uh, Jeremy Burge say something like, I didn't just spend an hour looking for this stupid feature. So, yeah, it's not available in the UK, and I'm probably I not in Canada some- either. <laughs> I think there's some states in the in the US. Yeah, there are some states. That's that's just weird, but that's I know, that's the nature no, of I'm it. assuming it, it it's some data protection thing that you know Google is stealing your face or your soul or something. They've already got it to do it. Well, you've, you've got they've those... already got my photos. It's fine. Just, at least just show me a picture of art that I look like. <laughs> So I don't know what art. It's okay. If you go to Google and put my name in, there are dozens of photos of me. It's not like Google doesn't know what I look like. It pulls up a picture of Van Gogh wearing a Boston Red Sox hat. Yeah. (laughs) Ooh, uncanny. Yeah, right. There was another report, actually, I wanted to mention, which was making the rounds either today or yesterday, about potentially a new, um, basically a replacement for the 13-inch Air. Yeah, I saw that. Um, so the idea hmm. being essentially that Apple might be trying to release a new th- entry-level 13-inch MacBook uh, because even though they'd sort of positioned the 12-inch MacBook as the replacement, it hasn't come down in price. Right. And it's not 
you know, basically it's not there. Um, and so yeah. I'm kind of interested in this because I would like to see, I, I was impressed to, you know, compare at some point the dimensions of the 13 inch MacBook pro, which they've also kind of the one without the touch bar, which they've also kind of positioned as like their entry level one, but it's also kind of expensive, right? Like it doesn't break that thousand dollar mark. Um, yeah. and I was impressed how close the 13 inch MacBook pro is in size to an 11 inch air that kind of blew my mind a little bit. Um, yeah. and the 12 inch MacBook obviously is much smaller in some dimensions. Mostly it's the depth of the 11 inch air, which keeps it like still smaller. Um, but you know, a, basically a, a version of the air, a 13 inch air with a retina display. Like, yeah, it was really just the display that was the thing that annoyed me about the air. And that's the, end. that's the thing that's killing me right now. It's like, I, I've, I made like loud declamations that within like the last like month or two where I'm like, now you have to take my 11 inch air, pry it from my cold dead hands. I'm like, God, the screen on this sucks so bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm going to have to, have to walk back everything I said. I wonder if it'll have a crappy keyboard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That it's probably thing. got to, right? Yeah. They can't like. Yeah, it's like they they, feel, they seem like they're committed to this. You know, and I have to say I everybody else has a, like a like a physical problem. I mean, everyone else seems to have um functionality problems with it. I don't have any functionality problems with it at all. I just I don't like it as much as I like the old one. Um just because the keys don't move as much. But, I've heard a lot um, about that. I have mean, heard a lot of people I have not had I have not had funct- any functionality problems with this thing. So yeah, I, I've heard a lot of people before with the functionality problems even came to light. I did hear a lot of people complain, especially on the first generation MacBook. Um, uh-huh. That and they and they redesigned it apparently, but like not a lot. Um, yeah. And it's just it just comes down to things like but, key travel. Well, yeah, I mean a lot of people. people have said well. if you that's, get that's a mote of, but you know, like the mode of dust thing uh, underneath the keys. I mean, I I dripped hamburger juice in this thing yesterday. <laughs> But and you've got so to, far, it seems to be fine. What are you, Consumer Reports Testing Lab? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just a sloppy eater. Live in the white room that they have the HomePods in, and that's that's what you need. <laughs> um, actually, on the related to the keyboard thing, I've been like tossing around whether or not I want to buy a smart keyboard for my iPad Pro because I have that crappy one that I made you buy, John. <laughs> I didn't yeah, you. you bought it, your own. and I just was like, this is fine. But I've now gotten sick of just having it be like a separate thing. That I have to remember to carry around, and I'm kind well, of so tempted by it. And what cover. iPad do you have again? Uh, ten point five inch Pro. Okay, yeah, and I've heard things about the bridge. Yeah, <laughs> I don't because it's I, I, and that's what I would. That's probably what I would look at if I were in your shoes, and someday soon I hope to be in your shoes, but not literally. <laughs> um, My shoes are very and, large, just FYI, <laughs> because. Um, for some reason, after like the Air, the iPad Air two shipped, a lot of these keyboard manufacturers went to, oh, you have to put your iPad in this like shell thing in order to click it into the keyboard, mm-hmm. which drove me nuts. It's like I don't want to put it in some shell, some plastic shell thing. I just want to like I had a great keyboard that I could just slide it into before and. You know, there was like a hinge that it would pop into, and it worked fine. Well, it's supposedly, I guess, this bridge thing does it. Yeah, it does the Jason, same thing. So there's like a Jason Snell has one. Yeah, I, right. I think the thing for me is that it's just still a little too laptopy. Like, yeah, it looks like a nice keyboard. I just I feel like maybe it's more than I want to carry around. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, yeah know. Looks, I, I mean, I, it, I that's that's to me that's the sweet spot actually. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I looked at the the pictures of that, and it was like it looks 
almost exactly like a MacBook Pro without a trackpad. And yeah. <sighs> put it that way. <laughs> like, where, wait, like where's that. the trackpad? Yeah, I, and I think I would just it would just confuse my brain, and my brain <laughs> can't deal with that level of confusion. Yeah, I, I don't right. know. It's, I mean, it looks, it, it's good. Uh, Jason had some. I'm trying to remember now because I feel like he had he had one and reviewed it, and he said it's. I think he likes it a lot. There were some bugs, I think. Yeah, I think he, had, he had a couple problems with it initially. Anyway, I think they had to like, yeah, they they gave him like a couple, and he had to keep returning them because they were not functional or broken or in some way and he finally took him like three tries to get one that actually worked i've seen him using it it's cool and it will like you'll stare at it for a second and be like oh yeah it's a macbook and then you'll be like wait (laughs) it's a little uncanny in that way yeah i had the the logitech one i can't remember what it's called for the Mm 10.5 the slim something 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 yeah yeah and i returned that within a day i hated that and it also made the thing about an inch thick what did yeah. you use a keyboard now, James, or no? Uh, no. Um, in fact, because I don't use my iPad at all, really. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I don't because well, I've got. There you go. I, I've got like uh, I'm sitting in front of two computers currently, and uh, I've got my phone and the iPad. Tends I tend to use my iPad just for reading comics and for music apps, and that's really about it. Well, I went traveling uh, this weekend, and like I. I was really debating before I left, like, should I just bring the iPad? Like, I'm not sure how much work I need to do. Um, and I was thinking, well, I could bring a keyboard. And then I was like, God, I really decided I don't didn't want to bring that, like, crappy $30 keyboard that I have um, because I just have enough glitches with, like, some of the keys being unresponsive that I was just like, you know what? I don't want to do that. And I seriously toyed, like, could I go to Best Buy, pick up just a smart keyboard and and just travel with that? And the answer was, Maybe. I mean, I I brought my laptop. It was handy to have for some things, but I probably could have got by with just my iPad. And I've traveled with just the iPad before, but like the keyboard thing really is the biggest deal breaker for me in terms of only traveling with the iPad because I can do almost everything, you know, if I don't need to edit a podcast or something. And and there are tools for that. I just, I'm not very good with them, Um, but I can get away with it, but I need to have a keyboard, physical keyboard. Right. Right. And I was I reconnected it after not having used it for a while with this Logitech Bluetooth keyboard I have, and it was like typing on that and being like, "Oh my god, the keys on this are so nice! Like it's an actual <laughs> real keyboard." And that felt like such a change, even from just the uh, Magic keyboard that I'm using with my iMac now, which is fine, but doesn't have a lot in the way of like key travel. And I I still now even after months of being on this one, I still put my hands in the wrong place sometimes when i put them down and like i'll start typing and just being like oh that's just gibberish <laughs> that's not that's nothing because like it doesn't have the, it has the full size left and right arrow keys which used to be one of my like orienting myself things and we, you use the like the half height ones yeah and i'd be like okay there's the arrow keys and i could just start touch typing and for whatever reason on this one frequently just line up and hit the wrong buttons so i don't know maybe that's it's me that- that was one of my fears with the uh, iMac Pro, that the keyboard that came with it, even though it looked lovely, would be the, the horrible keys. And I don't think they are. They feel exactly the same as the keys that I had on my sort of 10-year-old uh, previous keyboard. Interesting. Is it, It's not just the, wire, the, the Magic Keyboard? Uh, I think it must be. It's, like, it's, the extent, it's got the new, numeric keypad. Oh, right, right, right. So, yeah, I think it's just the wireless extended version, but yeah, it's, spray-painted black. It's- fine i don't mind the keys themselves actually like they're fine i just for whatever reason i 
I can't, my brain doesn't want to line things up right. I guess that's on me. <laughs> Your brain is, yes. Oh, but it's bigger and it's got like the T-shape thing. So there is still some like, yeah. some room to orient yourself. Yeah. I don't know. Fine. Whatever. I can't touch type anyway, so it uh, doesn't bother me. Oh, really? Right. Okay. <laughs> well, I can, I can, I'm not like a, I, I, I type very fast using some of my fingers. I'm, I'm sure. But I'm sure. I wouldn't count that it's like proper touch. Mostly type. my thumbs. It's all right. I've watched, I used to work in the same place as my dad uh, when I was doing tech support. And I would occasionally have to do tech support for him in a work setting, which is even better than just, you know, the free tech support I usually gave him. <laughs> but uh, watching my dad type was always hilarious because he is, despite having, you know, worked probably with like typewriters and computers for, you know, 30 or 40 years, he is a two finger typer. And like, I would walk by his office sometimes and I would just watch him like with the two fingers. And he's pretty fast, but like, it was, it was I, I, hilarious. <laughs> I think, Dan, I am your father. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true! That's father. impossible! <laughs> you can't post uh, me, did you see the, um Did you see the DJI Mavic Air stuff that was happening about an hour ago? I did not. Um, uh, it's whatever the latest version of their little camera drone thing. But the thing that caught my eye was, A, it can do 42 and a bit miles per hour, Holy which crap. seemed pretty good. And it can fly up to 16,000 feet or something above wow. sea level. It's also tiny, but, apparently. I'm just looking at it now. Yeah, and it's got some automatic flying around objects stuff. But it's got a, a thing that I liked is that it has a two and a half mile range on the controller. And I worked out I could almost fly it to my parents. <laughs> <laughs> that, would, that would be pretty funny actually you like and i think yeah, once if i can do knock. that then you need the like the little basket underneath and this would be great you know you could just sort of like oh you're having a problem with your phone right hang yeah. on i'll send the drone <laughs> drone picks well, up that, the phone that wasn't what i was back. thinking i was like oh 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 did you did you make a batch of scones like Put it in the basket. <laughs> just attach it them. Yeah. Yeah. I was saying you should yeah, put it, you should tape like a picture of yourself to the front. And then it's like, I don't even have to go to family dinner anymore. <laughs> it's like, just hovers just right there. Hover over the plate. I, I think I take some exception to the basket of scones characterization of the British. <laughs> but I badly want a that, basket of scones, James. That's why. I'm just jealous. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I don't need a drone in any way whatsoever. But uh, they did look pretty cool. Also, it's adorable. That's all. That's, you know, just going to throw that in there too. Very cute. It yeah, folds it up. Folds super up tiny. like a transform. Wow. Except it transforms into a like a brick. But yeah, all right, right, I'm right. impressed. I'm impressed. I, you know, it's funny. I just actually not to give too much away, but um, I just read finished over the weekend a book by our friend Anthony Johnston. Um, and drones play a big part in that. So I was, I was thinking when you mentioned especially the autonomous stuff, I was like, oh yeah, that's a big part of the. You should. You should. Everyone should read his book called the exforia code it's very good if you like techno thrillers drones play a big part in it free plug anthony did not pay me that we know of but he should have no <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. i'll put it with my copy of the caledonian gamut <laughs> <laughs> the exforia code the caledonian gamut they're basically cut from the same cloth the apple um uh, financial results are next week Oh, I was going to say, are they right after this? <laughs> no, that's usually they're next week after, they're on after a this. Thursday <laughs> next week, which is oh, weird okay. 
because we usually release that on a weird. Thursday and we record on a Tuesday. So we will not be able to play our, well, we will be able to play our usual games. Of like, Which is not as, not as close to the, <laughs> not for us, but for everybody listening, they'll like listen to the show in the morning. And then like four hours later, right. we'll be like, they'll hear us talking about nonsense. Yeah, but I guess we won't be ahead of like, it's usually a, they release the results and then our show comes out afterwards and everyone's like, ah, you guys are idiots. I mean, they do that in the shows that even aren't about the financial results too, but <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It won't be, it won't be that much different. Yeah. Um, I guess everybody's just wondering how many phones they sold. I'm going to answer that. As usual. A lot. <laughs> many phones. A. But slightly less iPads. But they're, but they're, um, but they're still canceling them. They're still canceling yeah. them. <laughs> After a week. They're the, like uh, the HomePod. They're the fox of smartphones. <laughs> oh, that show was on for two weeks. Eh, cancel it. We're, we're moving oh. the HomePod to a Friday. <laughs> oh that's that's just death the death slot <laughs> i'm reading i just started reading the thing james was talking about with the speaker phones being used by other people Anyone in the home can use HomePod to get everyday information. Yeah. That's because, I mean, presuming they have a voice. What, yeah. yeah, you're good. I know, <laughs> right. What is that? That's all that means, right? Yeah. Uh, like, because they mentioned specifically like, weather, traffic, news, translations, general knowledge, etc. Anyone, everyone can continue a call, phone call on HomePod. Anyone can start a call on their iPhone and hand it off to HomePod for a hands-free conversation. But that's just using handoff. So it doesn't know who yeah. you are. It's just like shifting the audio outputs. <sighs> Yeah, weird. but it's weird because there must be some kind of authentication to stop. Well, right, I guess them. Well, use iCloud. Otherwise, it otherwise somebody iCloud, standing right? outside your house could do it. Well, it, we're usually handoff stuff requires that you be logged into the same iCloud account. So yeah, but yeah. how does anyone do it at that point? Yeah, like, right. That's yeah. what I'm. Yeah. Is, no, that's good. That's a good question. I'm really, you know, all these things they should like deter me for wanting this thing, but like right. they actually just make me more interested because because I'm, I'm like, how is all this shit going to work? <laughs> right. Is it? Yeah. Maybe it's not. It might not. <laughs> the, Wouldn't this is something? why it's been delayed for months. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you'd it's think they'd get it right before. <laughs> nope. Gonna well, we don't it. know. Gonna Dan will find out for us. Ship it. We're doing we'll it, do it live. live. 